0: hey everybody welcome back to the beginner baking podcast i'm your host matt and today we're going to talk about going old-fashioned doing things by hand in the last week i made a few things ranging from really easy to do by hand like muffins which Um, I would say that muffins may be the one where I would find it more inconvenient to not mix it by hand (laughs) just because it's so easy to do it. The process of taking out a mixer, mixing it for a few seconds, and then cleaning in the mixer just seems like more of a headache than it's worth. And then we have cookies, which are just a little bit harder, kind of at the point where I would start considering depending on how big of a batch i was making using a mixer. I would usually do so just to save time. But then finally we come to the the big daddy <laughs> bread, which the process of using a mixer just helps so much in terms of reducing kneading time and also making it so that your mixing is less of a headache. I found that out this week because I was so used to mixing everything with a mixer. And I gotta say, the process, when you're trying to combine the dry and the wet ingredients and making it form into a dough, that was surprisingly difficult. When things would start to stick to your spoon, and then trying to maneuver it off, and also getting all the dry together, that process, I feel like, is one of the more headache-inducing ones. Especially when when it's a very, I guess, tacky? Very high moisture content sort of dough. Yeah, having the mixer would help a lot. This week, I didn't use a mixer. And I have to admit, being perfectly honest, this isn't a matter of principle. My mixer just happens to need a little vacation. (laughs) This all kind of came about because I, I was looking for mixers online. I made the fatal mistake of looking online and trying to gauge like commercial mixers, trying to compare them because I initially I was looking at like a stand mixer and everyone's talking about KitchenAid and I looked at one and I'm like whoa 300 bucks all right I'm I can't get it now but maybe eventually then I started to think oh what if what if the the commercial version what if that's just like a little bit more maybe I could get that And then I looked, and then I was immediately slapped in the face with an $800 mixer. Once I recovered from that, I looked, I read a little bit, and then I found out. um, They put a little question there. Something that, I guess, it's probably a question that they've been asked a lot. And so they put it there, so there'd be no problems. They can cover their butt. Someone asked, can I use this in my bakery? And I thought it would be... (laughs) I thought it'd be self-evident, because... The mixer says commercial in the name, and then I find out in the answer, they said, oh, well, if you're making a couple pizza doughs, but this mixer isn't strong enough to handle all the doughs that a bakery would have to go through, and that terrified me. I mean, 800 bucks, and still not good enough? What's good enough? Well, I'm glad I asked myself, because they had a link oh, look at our commercial line, and the first things I see are in the $10,000 range, and I'm like, what? What? (laughs) This is, it's practically a car. I'm buying a car. So I saw that, and then I realized that Maybe that's why my mixer has been having problems. Maybe I've been putting too many doughs through it when it wasn't... When it was expecting me to just make a dough, make a bread, like, once a year or something. I don't know. With that, I gave my mixer a break. I decided to do everything by hand. For the last week, I made those things, and... It gave me a lot of confidence. I definitely missed using a mixer. But the process gave me the confidence of knowing that I could do it even if my mixer broke down. This is gonna sound very like weird, but it kind of felt like going back to basics let me be more in tune with the bread. I mean there are lots of tests that people mention, like the window pane test, which I gotta say. I'm I have been pretty lazy on that one. Every time I remember it. It's when I'm already doing it and like my hands are all doughy with the gloves on and everything and so I can't look it up right then. But it's given me a better grasp of like, okay, if I need it for this long and I let it rise, will it rise? If it doesn't probably means I didn't knead long enough. So far, it's been great. I, I just want to say that if you're having any issues with your bread, maybe give hand kneading a try. Uh, if if you've been using a mixer, that is, um, just because it can it can help a lot as far as increasing your awareness of what's going on with your dough. Now, here are a few things that I've learned whilst hand kneading. First off, and this is self-explanatory because it's in basically every video, but I always neglect it because it always seems so basic. Whatever flour you're using, I mean, if you've done your, like, mise en place, so you've set up all your ingredients so that it's all easy to access and you've weighed it all out, make sure you leave some of that flour, whichever flour you're using for the dough, Leave some of that on hand, because you're going to need it. In the process of kneading it by hand, it's going to stick. So what you got to do is make sure you have that flour. So you can flour your work surface so it doesn't stick there, flour your gloves, doesn't stick there, or flour your hands if you're not using gloves. Also, there's some situations where oil is needed, where you put oil on the surface so it doesn't stick, or put oil on your hands so it doesn't stick. Great. Just make sure you have it. Because once you start kneading, the process of having to either take your gloves off or go wash your hands, it can be a little annoying because you get in the zone. You're doing your thing you're like, oh man, I need to get more stuff. So make sure you have that on hand. Make sure you have enough of it on hand. Or if you don't, then just make sure that you have whatever container it is at the ready so that you can get more easily without having to go through the whole rigmarole of going back to your cabinet and grabbing the bag and doing all that stuff. Additionally, I want to say that whatever liquid you're using in your dough, whether it's milk, water, make sure you have some of that on hand too. Not being afraid to just splash a little bit on there. Knead it in so that it'll maintain that same level, same ratio. Also, having it on hand is good in case humidity is an issue here because I live in a very dry area. A lot of the people whose recipes I follow live in much more humid locations, in which case sometimes their recipes don't quite work where I am because it's so dry here that the dough ends up drying out. That's why I'll always have a little extra liquid on hand, so that I can feel it out, so that I can make sure that it's hydrated. And then it's just a matter of finding your happy place. If, you, if there's like a movie you wanna watch, if there's a show you wanna watch, or listen to a podcast, uh, music, or just, <laughs> I actually ended up making a dough while I was talking with someone, and that was great. Just make sure that whatever the process is, just don't rush it. If it if it requires watching a show while you're doing it, great. Just do it, because, I mean, there's not really any rules here. It can get tedious. Especially if you're used to using a mixer. So do whatever you can to to make it more enjoyable for you. And I do also want to mention, and this doesn't really have to do with uh, doing it by hand, but I want to give a special shout out to uh, Tang Zong. <laughs> the Tang Zong method, in which when you're making a dough, uh, specifically something... Like a bread dough that needs to be very soft. I love it. Uh, I was able to compare a couple different buns. One that had the tangs on, one that didn't. And it seemed to make a big difference. And all it takes is just a couple of minutes of basically cooking up some flour and some liquid into a paste. And then letting it cool off before incorporating it into your ingredients. So give it a shot as long as your aim is is a soft bread. Well, that's been another episode of the Beginner Baking Podcast. Uh, I've been Matt. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you Friday with a little bit more anger. All right.